Hi, my name is Alejandro Hidalgo. I am the writer, director, and producer of The Exorcism of God, and we are talking Horror Squad podcast. the horror squad podcast episode number 218 tonight we're talking about the exorcism of god we also have two interviews uh which are who gentlemen yeah so we get two interviews tonight uh both uh attached to this movie the first one being the director alejandro hidalgo and also the star of the movie um will beinbrink who played uh our main priest here you know how we are with character names so i'm not even going to um, tr- uh, attempted, but uh, yeah, so stick around. Both very good interviews. Uh, two solo ones. Steve went solo on the director one, and I went solo on um, the actor one. I was there so, yeah, spiritually enjoy. with the actor, but uh, yes. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, you were. I, I, was, I was actually there, but I didn't talk because I was working at the same time. So I just kind of that's right. It. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, because for whatever reason, my computer has been having issues with recording permissions. So, but whatever. Mm-hmm. We got Sam in the house, her uh, internet connection, whatever computer issue has been fixed. Mm-hmm. No thanks to Joe. Mm-hmm. Thanks to me. No thanks to Joe because your no quest no, fucked it up. <laughs> it may have, but you know, I, I spent the time with Sam and we got it, we got it fixed. Very good. Mm, well, not my printer's having issues, so what no thanks to you. What else did he attach to the Wi-Fi? Am I right? Mm-hmm. All right. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's get into some horror news. Then. Uh, as you guys may or may not know, we are going to be uh, bi-weekly now, uh, altering between questions and news. So if you have any news you'd like to send in, you can email it, thehorrorsquadpodcast at gmail.com, or of course, join our Discord. And any horror news you may want us to talk about, just post it in our new horror news. Uh, what do they call over there? Channels? Yeah, sections? Discord uh, channels. channels. Okay. Mm. Okay, Discord chat. So we have a hard news channel, and you can post it over in there. All right, so let's start off with the first bit of news here, and that is Halloween Ends has officially wrapped on filming. Of course, I believe a few weeks ago we reported that Jamie Lee Curtis finished up her uh, part of filming, but uh, the entire movie has now officially wrapped, and now we wait for the release coming out this year, October 14th, 2022. What will happen? Will Michael die? Will Lori die? Will it we matter? don't know. Will it matter? Will, <laughs> will evil, evil die, die tonight? Yeah. Yes. Oh, <laughs> all answers will be uh, answered. All questions, I'm sorry, will be answered within the next few months. What's so, the time gap on that? Like an eight-year jump or something? What I believe that? it's four. It's four. four years, I believe yeah. they said it was a yeah. It's going to be a four-year gap That's from weird. the last movie. So my guess is Lori maybe has like broke. Maybe she's in a, in a mental institution or something. I don't know. Do, do we think um, Karen is dead? Yeah. Or do you think I she mean, survived the attack? I, th- I, I, think I mean, I don't I think know. She's, she's a big actress. They might have, they might have somehow gotten her to survive <laughs> this attack. That uh, somehow Michael Myers is able to walk like two blocks through every cop in the city and he teleports. Attack. He does. That's true. I forgot about that. <laughs> I want to just know out. what Michael is up to for four years. Just he's just hanging out. Is he checking he's out whittling. sites? Is like yeah, he's whittling. He's uh, turning butter. butter. <laughs> yeah. 
I taught writing, writing books. You know, like <laughs> it's it's a good question. He's just gone into hiding apparently, or I'm, who knows? Maybe they caught him. Maybe he's like back in uh the institution and he escapes again. Hear me out. Maybe he's pulling a leather face and he went to an orphanage and <laughs> got raised by some person. Since like these movies it. make no fucking sense anymore. <laughs> uh i believe i think you missed the topic i think we talked about that on the episode you weren't on where like uh fede alvarez came out and tried to give like an explanation for like that um and it was like very it was very half-assed i think i saw the uh the the chat text on that and it was right. stupid <laughs> like, yeah. thanks for explaining this why don't you put it in the movie like <laughs> right question for well, uh halloween yeah. before we move on so yeah spo- spoiler alert to people who haven't seen it uh, at the end of the last one, they start kind of started hinting that Michael has some kind of supernatural power, uh, that he's not just human. Do you think they lean into that hard in the last one, or do you think they kind of just gloss over it and not mention it too much or at all? Um, it's a good question. I, I don't think they will too much. I don't know. I think they seem to be focusing on his like why he's obsessed with going back to his house. So I feel like that's going to be the big part of this one. Um, and there's just too much like else um, to be answered without like throwing in a supernatural aspect as well here. So I don't know. I hope they don't personally, just because like I, I just, there's too much else to focus on. Yeah. what? It's so simple, man. Mike Myers is such a simple concept. He's, he's just evil. And I just, part of me, like it hates that it's like they're making, and it's so elaborate like he doesn't even look through windows and go into trances just like i don't know that, that was the uh, appeal of him is that he's just fucking evil so no explanation needed mm-hmm. well speaking of fede alvarez that we just mentioned big news has come out as he is focused on his next project after texas chainsaw massacre apparently he is going to be reviving the alien film franchise uh so not a whole lot of information right now um the project is intended to be made for hulu as part of 20th century fox's ambitions to make more than 10 movies a year um for the disney-owned streaming service thr reports uh alvarez is uh alvarez's take is being kept deep inside the studio's chest but sources describe it as an unconnected as unconnected to the previous movies um, and that is all we have right now um, on that. But yeah, I don't know. Any thoughts on that? Alien? Yeah. Like the alien? The so alien. It's going to Hulu? It's going to Hulu, apparently. Yep. <laughs> That's going to be a massive fail. Sorry for all involved and waste your time and money. It makes sense. Disney owns it and Disney owns Hulu. So. Yeah, but they could just make it into like a huge event and it would be more talked about if it was in theater. They could do so much PR with it. But if it just goes to Hulu, it's just going to get lost in the garbage disposal of all the Hulu shows and movies. But what do I know? Yeah, I don't know. if Are they going to... I wonder if they're going to merge Hulu and Disney Plus at some point, like they do pretty much everywhere else. Like here in Canada, it's one service, just Disney Plus. Um, And personally... I think we're at the point where we've seen enough alien films for now. So maybe a series might be interesting where they can actually do character development and, uh, you know, extend it a little bit and not, not, not too long, like six to eight episodes max, but I think it could be interesting. You know, Chucky was a surprise 
And I thought they had kind of overstayed their welcome on the films for a while. So maybe a series is what this series needs to kind of reinvigorate itself. I thought you meant yeah. series as in like a series of movies, like one, two, three. Oh, no, no. Uh, like a, you know, six, seven, eight, okay. eight episodes. Well, I agree with Steve if we're talking about a TV show, but if we're talking about movies, don't do it. We're talking about a movie. See, that's what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> well, Steve and I will watch yeah. if there's a show, that's but right. if it's the movie, we'll pass. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, I mean, we'll see about this. I, I think Hulu is, I don't know. I'm not, a, a, most Hulu movies, original movies, I feel like the production value is not up there. And like, especially for an alien movie, but I don't know, it is alien. So maybe they can uh, throw a little more budget at this one, but I don't know. Fede Alvarez though, I, I'm on board. Mo everything he's done so far has been pretty good. And, you know, I know, say what you will about the Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie, but um, you know, there was good gore and kills in there. So We'll see. All right, next bit of news. The rec uh, the recurring segment, basically, on this uh, new set thing has been the Rob Zombie's Monsters movie. It is a bit we are talking about a lot, of course, because it, it's going to be uh, quite an uh, interesting movie. So uh, the big news that came out, obviously, and we just debated this uh, for a long time, was what is Rob Zombie going to do with this Monsters movie? Is he going to make it a horror movie? Is he going to you know, try to make it like how the monsters was on t TV, making it family friendly? Well, it appears we have gotten our answer as the monsters movie has officially been rated PG for macabre and suggestive material, scary images and language. So it seems like um, with it being rated PG is we are going to be getting the family friendly version of the monsters, which to me personally, I think that's, cool like you know i think this will kind of put rob zombie out of his comfort zone a little bit because he's so used to just doing these grindhouse dirty style horror movies and to try to make something that is out of his wheelhouse hopefully will make him uh, a better director but we'll see he's not writing it too right so that's, that's i, I that's don't know point. Yeah, he uh, he definitely needs someone to write his own write movies for him because he's a good director, but his story's a little little bit out there. So, like especially that H two scene where um, I think Richard Branch is his name. He's a paramedic and he gets he's talking about like raping the dead girl's body and then it's like what, what would, like stuff like that. It's like someone needs to tell him that's not cool and move it along. So I don't know. First I was like, ooh, I'm really excited to see an X rated movie, but it's kind of cool too because I mean. House with the clock in his walls is pretty freaky for a little kid movie. So if it's something like that, I'm I'm excited. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, so yeah, we'll we'll keep you guys up to date. Uh, currently, right now, it, rumor has it is going to be a Peacock exclusive, but that hasn't been officially confirmed yet. But that seems to be uh, the popular thing right now in the rumor mills. So we'll keep you up to date with that. Uh, next bit of news here is Ty West X comes out, of course, today, the day you're listening to this episode march 18th and big news out of south by southwest festival as apparently a secret prequel um to x has already been made uh and it will be it is called pearl um and yeah so it was shot in uh secret on location in new zealand and is already in post-production um the film is 
written and directed, of course, by Ty West, um, with uh, lead actress Mia Goth reprising her ex-role. Uh, the film is going to be produced by A24, and that's really all the info um, we really have. Uh, so a little bit more actually here. Ty West Pearl rewinds even further to 1918 um, to describe uh, – all right, so they can't – that's all they can really tell you. They said if to describe the trailer, any more of the trailer would um, spoil the movie. Um, so yeah, that's it out of South by Southwest right now, a surprise prequel to X. So that's pretty cool. Hopefully X is as good as I'm expecting it to be. And as I think a lot of horror fans are expecting it to be, but yeah, I think that's pretty cool to, uh, make a prequel and sequel, um, and just announcing it as this one's coming out. So yeah, we'll see how that goes. So we have a character from 1918 that's in a 1970s movie too. I'm assuming it's just going to be the same actress, but, uh, okay. You know, character. like, right. She's doing, I don't, she's I, doing I, porn at like seven I don't, years old. I, I hope not, because that wouldn't make any sense. <laughs> I think they're just going the Rob Zombie route of casting the same actors or whatever. All right. Uh, all right. A couple bits more of news here. Um, for you horror collectors out there, Trick or Treat Studios has made a few exciting announcements recently. Um, probably the most exciting one is their new 8 inch action figure line which they are basically calling uh, the new McFarlane uh, line as they're trying to copy the old McFarlane movie maniac style. And they are going to be uh, releasing these characters, uh, Pumpkinhead, Candyman, Farmer Vincent from Motel Hell, Killer Clowns from Outer Space, three of the different clowns, Michael Myers, and uh, Jacob from Candy Corn, who was the lead killer in Candy Corn. Uh, so those um, are going to be really cool. If you go on uh, Trick or Treat's website, uh, I believe they are already up available for pre-order. But uh, that's really cool. I mean, the movie, the McFarlane movie Maniacs line, to me, it was like one of my favorite lines like ever. Um, they, they were just like so cool, so fun. I, I have a bunch of them still to this day. And uh, yeah, it's cool to see an, a company kind of trying to uh, revive the, uh, a line similar to that. So yeah, and hopefully they'll make more. I like when they do like more obscure stuff like that. Like Farmer Vincent is cool. Farmer and Vincent, just something yeah. Different that we haven't seen uh, much of. So mm -hmm. yeah, I like, I like stuff yep. like that. And that, you're definitely right. It's I think it's really the premier uh, toy line for horror fans uh, as far as I'm concerned. So pretty cool to see something like it uh, come to fruition. Definitely. And also they announced for the first time ever officially licensed children of the corn figures. Uh, these ones are going to be made retro style uh, a la um, the reaction figures that Funko did a while ago and that Super 8 makes now. But that is pretty cool as well. And they've announced so much more um, with Toy Fair. They announced a four foot tall Pennywise um, doll which is pretty uh, kind of creepy and really cool looking. Which and, one? Uh, which Pennywise? The new Pennywise. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Though I I wouldn't doubt it if they make a Tim Curry Pennywise eventually too, but we'll see. And then uh, NECA's big news at Toy Fair is uh, the updates on the Chucky and Tiffany, Briar Chucky replica dolls that they're doing to try to rival uh, Trick or Treat Studios dolls. Um, those ones are going to have like movable eyes and a bunch of stuff like that. So exciting times to be a collector. Uh, all right. Uh, just a couple more little things here. Um, Steve, this one's for you, really, because I know you love these crossovers. Um, of, did you see uh, Ring versus uh, 
the grudge the japanese version there no, i didn't know that okay well they big. yeah they, they did make it wow. um yeah and apparently uh they have made a sequel to that called uh sadaku dx uh so anyone wanting to check that out it is going to be be available next month over on vod so steve go and watch that one and you'll have to get prepared uh for the sequel but i mean i haven't watched a like a japanese version of the ring in forever so that's a series maybe i might need to uh visit and check out Uh, i'm due to rewatch the ring period like i haven't watched the american ring either so yeah it's definitely something that i I saw it pass by on one of the services i have so maybe that's something i'll revisit soon i really love that both ringu and uh, the ring so right all right and our last bit of horror news tonight is in surprising uh news that i don't think anyone saw coming or i don't think really anyone asked for but we are getting an i am legend sequel with will smith coming back um to reprise his role i I didn't really read too much into this uh so i i maybe you guys know better than me like how he is coming back because if if, i thought he died in the first one yeah um i know there's two cuts yeah he survives the other uh the alternate version so yeah, which okay. one is the theatrical? He dies in theatrical. He dies in theatrical. He, does he? It's in the Blu-ray that uh, he comes back and goes to like some facility compound, and, right? Yeah. yeah, to a compound stuff. Right? Interesting. Mm-hmm. Cool. But uh, yeah, so he'll be in there, and also Michael B. Jordan uh, will be in that with uh, Will Smith as well. So keep an eye out for that. Calling it. We'll see. Son uh, didn't die in the helicopter crash like in the first one. It was, it was wrong. Ooh. All right. Twist. Yeah. yeah but we'll see i mean yeah I, I mean the movie came out i mean what's it been like 20 years since that movie came out and like i'm just oh. surprised it's 20 coming years? now nah, 10? 2006 yeah about a little yeah. Time, maybe. joe you must be excited it's a requel <laughs> yeah 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 right the, the requel trend the requel trend, yeah. trend continues yes uh hey whatever I'll, i mean i'll definitely give it a watch i mean i really enjoyed the first uh i am legend so just i just i just i don't know like it's will smith and i guess that's why you know and you put him in a movie and people are gonna watch it so yeah and michael b we'll jordan see. that's a that's a big name he's so. a good actor yeah it is yeah, yeah. So, so that definitely gives it legitimacy so yeah, I think it could be cool if they, you know, have a good story in mind. Definitely. Yeah. All right. And that is it for horror news this week, ladies and gentlemen. And remember, you can send in horror news if you want to hear us talk about a specific thing or if you got some inside scoops, maybe that we don't know, you know, get some exclusives. That'd be great too. Um, but yeah, email or Discord. I actually got an inside scoop. Oh. Uh, yeah. Right. So did you know that there's a company? That makes awesome coffee. Did they were they were at Monster Mania this week? They were at Monster Mania. Yeah, that's awesome. And it's called Deadly Grounds Coffee. Everyone thinks because you're a zombie, you don't know good coffee. Well, they're wrong. There's only one brew that gets my seal of approval. Deadly Grounds Coffee is my guilty pleasure. The aroma is so intoxicating. It brings all of my neighbors out of the woodwork. Deadly Grounds Coffee, coffee to die for, and zombie approved. It's good to get a little deadly. Use the front door! Oh, they're so disgusting. What watched? What you, guys got? what you been watching? What you been watching? I got well, one. I watched Microwave Massacre. I'm stealing it from you, Joe. Ooh, all right. Microwave Massacre. Fine. 
1979. I really don't remember what it was about, honestly. I know this um, construction worker he hangs out with his crew, and they're talking. You know, they're constantly whistling at, whistling at girls walking by, and then one girl like puts her breast in like a section of wood to shake them around at the guys, and they all try to run and grab them, and she runs off and giggling and stuff like that. It's very weird. Um, the the dude's wife has like an industrial size microwave that she only cooks like you know upper class hotty toddy weird recipes that he hates because he's a he just wants burgers you know what i mean he doesn't need the the weird shit uh so he ends up killing her um and then yeah he starts killing people left i don't remember what the movie was about i just remember it was like super weird and uh his death is like so lame because like we're dealing with him the whole movie and then he just has a heart attack i'm like what are we, what are we doing so he ends up dying and then yeah so microwave massacre is on tubi uh if you're into that sort of thing it's really goofballish it's like trauma quality things like that and uh yeah so microwave massacre sounds fun mm-hmm. uh well maybe not horror related per se but sam and i went and saw the batman which definitely has some horror <laughs> has some horror elements to it um for sure we went and saw it in theaters uh on friday last friday and i gotta say i really enjoyed it i did um you know i i thought the riddler was an amazing villain he was uh, just every time he was on screen i was like glued to it i thought he was definitely probably the most interesting character uh in the entire movie um i thought pattinson did did a pretty good job as batman i would have liked to have seen more bruce wayne stuff in there um which i thought was like kind of an interesting take because like this was like a, almost like 99 percent batman which i felt like you know it was fine but like you know it's nice i like that you know kind of levity between the two and you know how between the two uh different characters i guess you could say um i thought the guy who played Gordon, sorry, I don't know his uh, the actor's name offhand, was perfect. Like I thought he was like just a perfect uh, casting for Gordon. Uh, I thought Penguin was good, but underutilized uh, for sure. Uh, I thought I thought Falcone. I love John Turturro, but I thought he was kind of unnecessary. Um, like I understand like why he was in there because like it there were certain plot points he needed to be there for, but I think it could have been uh told a different way because it made you know it without him they you know you probably cut like 30 45 minutes out of this movie uh, that wasn't really necessary i i think it, the movie could have been tighter but overall i still thought it was great and i i thoroughly enjoyed it i thought it was great as well yeah and if uh you guys listen to our to todd and i's other podcast let's xp geeking gaming podcast we're actually covering it uh so it releases like the tuesday after this episode this horse quad episode comes out so we'll give all our thoughts and stuff but yeah i also really liked it uh but i think i echo pretty much everything joe said right there especially with falcone and stuff but uh yeah we'll have a big discussion of that sam what did you think of the the batman um pretty much everything that joe already said i feel like though like um i don't know sometimes i liked the score but sometimes the way that they had robert pattinson narrate it it kind of reminded me of twilight like just where it would get so intense and like this soundtrack is so similar to twilight um but yeah i mean it was good i just i really liked dark knight and it was more like comic booky like it wasn't a masterpiece like i feel like dark knight is 
And I really wish that they would have opened it with like a crazy scene like they do with both Dark Knights. Like they're so like, I don't know, they just make such a big impact when right when it starts. And I was missing that with this Batman, but I really loved Gordon. Um, with Catwoman, I liked that she wasn't always in it just because I personally wanted to focus on Batman and I do wish that we would have got more Bruce Wayne stuff, but yeah. Uh, Sam, do you see anything else this week? Yeah, so I actually checked out a new movie on Hulu called Fresh, and I feel like I've seen a few people talk about this one. It has, what's his face, Sebastian Stan, which I was going to stay away from this one because he is in a bunch of stuff right now, but recently I tried to watch that Pam and Tommy show on Hulu, and I could not just I could not continue with it I thought it was so awful I thought he was awful so I was like eh, should I watch it maybe I'll check it out I want to start that one Sam was it like acting wise or cringy or it was kind of cringy and it just took too long to like I didn't even make it to the good stuff of where like I made it up to the point where the tape was about to be released and it's like I didn't even care to move forward to that climax or that peak or whatever just I don't know if it was Seth Rogen's character or if it was Tommy Lee's character like how they played him I just he's such a fucking loser and he like ruined this woman's life and like she was on a trajectory to like be such a an amazing like celebrity and actress but then he like fucked up her life and it just maybe it just made me upset and I couldn't watch it but I don't know. Give it a try at least one episode, Todd, and tell me what you think. But anyways, the woman who plays Pam, she looks just like her, and I think she does an amazing job. So maybe I'll try to watch it just for her. But um, anyway, so the show is called, well, the movie's called Fresh, and I won't get too much into it because it would spoil it, but pretty much this young woman is trying to date around, and it opens up where she's on a date this loser who's just a loser and it just it shows you like how hard dating is and how creepy people can be so anyway she ends up meeting this guy played by Sebastian Stan and you think he's like a normal good guy or whatever but turns out that something is going on with him um it was a good watch I kind of I don't know it's I liked some of the camera work that they did. It kept it interesting, but I felt like it could have been tidied up just a little bit. I did like the main character, the actress in it. She was good. And it kind of made me think of American Psycho meets Get Out meets, I don't know what else, but it was a fun watch. Cool. Um, So my first one this week is also 2022's Fresh, which I watched over on Disney Plus. Steve watched it too. I did watch it too. Uh, so yeah, you'll, so you'll be able to add more to your review. <laughs> um, yeah, it's still it's still fresh and you know uh, out there. So I don't want to say too much, but uh, yeah, like Sam said, you know, a girl meets a guy online after a lot of disastrous uh, other meetings from her, uh, you know, dating apps and stuff. And he seems like a good guy on the surface, but of course, he you know it's a horror movie, so <laughs> at some point, you know, he's probably not going to be uh and a third into the movie the movie shifts completely in fact the uh, title screen comes in at the 33 minute mark 
which yeah, is really I thought interesting. That was interesting. Uh-huh. Yeah, because the movie completely turns on its head at that point. And then we go into a lot of uh, cannibalism, body horror, and uh, psychological horror, like a lot of mental torture and stuff like that. Um, I won't say too much about that. I, I liked the film. I thought it was really good. Uh, it, I thought it was super well acted, well you know, directed, well written, and all that stuff. And I, I did thoroughly enjoy it. My issue with the film is that I feel they didn't go far enough into some of the themes that they were talking about. And because of that, I never actually felt the threat that Sebastian Stan was kind of putting out. Um, they talk a lot about it. They tease a lot of it, but they never actually show it too much. And that goes all the way to the end, which I obviously won't spoil, but I thought the end was weak because like, it just didn't go there to the level that I thought it would or should. So, But still, very enjoyable movie, and I recommend people check it out. It's over on Hulu in the U.S. and Disney Plus in Canada. Very cool. Uh, all right, my last one is The Spell, 1977 uh, made-for-TV movie, horror movie. Um, it's kind of like a Carrie kind of thing where this uh, young girl, I think she's about 15, 16. Oh, actually, Helen Hunt for Sam. This is a, one of her first roles. Um, she plays the younger sister of our main character. Um and yeah she's constantly bullied and picked on for being a little bit overweight which is like i i hate bullying and it like it you know makes your blood boil a little bit too because in this one like they're relentless and she's like maybe like four pounds overweight it's nothing big you know what i mean but they're constantly bullying her helen hunt um sister bullies her dad bullies her relentlessly like hey maybe you should not have a fucking extra waffle this morning you're like, shut the shut up you bald fuck like no offense to anyone's bald but it's like you're picking on people like don't put yourself out there um but he's like, uh, he's he's constantly making fun of her. And then she starts develop, developing powers where she can make accents happen, quote unquote. So this girl that was picking on her a few minutes ago, she's climbing a rope ladder at school. <laughs> she starts doing like a weird spin. And then she fucking like 100 mile per hour spin and flings off the fucking thing and dies. It's hilarious. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we're constantly dealing with her getting bullied. And then she's like, you know what? Fuck everybody except my mom. I love you, mom. And then it turns out, mom, where do you think you got your witch powers from? I'm a witch too, bitch. So it's like they have a they literally have a witch off at the end where it's like I'm more powerful than you mom they start throwing shit at each other and it's cool. And then it turns out this one doctor is like comes out of nowhere and he's like there's a lot of uh, witch activity in this area. And then he knows some stuff and it's like, it's wild it's a it's a crazy 70s TV movie with some goofy ass shit. It's like, uh, it's nothing great it's 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 passable but uh, if you're guy or gal that likes witches, then the spell you would probably enjoy. So the spell, I don't think it's streaming anywhere, but Screen Factory has a cheap Blu-ray on hamiltonbooks.com for like five bucks. So grab it. Todd, why'd they fight each other? Why couldn't they just both be witches and enjoy each other's powers? Like, was the mom threatened? Because the mom wanted to, they wanted to send the girl off to England to like get a new start. So mom can have dad and the good daughter okay like to like have a a normal life and she can fuck off because she's overweight which doesn't make any sense yeah so they started having they had a witch fight which is pretty cool witch off they had a witch off yeah bad bitches (laughs) i like that you use bane's voice for the doctor (laughs) did i yeah (laughs) oh probably because i watched that video of of horny batman right right yeah that's my figure uh i also watched fresh on over on hulu uh, so yeah, we got three freshes tonight. Uh, and yeah, I mean, I, I really enjoyed this one too. Um, 
I thought it did a really good job of shifting tones between not so serious and serious really well so that when they did the dark moments happened, it made it that much more uh, effective. I thought Sebastian Sand was great as the psycho killer dude. He kind of gave me like Patrick Bateman vibes at times, which I thought was really cool. Uh, and yeah, overall, like a, a really solid, fun watch. I don't think anything that will make my top 10, but, uh, very enjoyable. So I'd recommend it. You got anything else, Sam? I do. So finally I watched the new Spider-Man movie and it was amazing. I cried. I laughed. I loved Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire coming in and my heart is shattered and will be shattered until the next Spider-Man, until MJ recognizes sweet Spidey-Man. She, she's, she's not in the movies anymore. They, they recast her, so. Todd. I'm just you, kidding. I'm I was kidding. like, why would you do this to me? Yeah, we saw it. It's, it's, it's excellent. It's great. It's so good. I loved it so much. It was a big superhero weekend for you. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yep. Um, hotter or notter? We got emo-ish uh, Bruce Wayne or we got Mr. Spider-Man, Tom Holland. Uh, Spider-Man. Sp okay, going clean cut. Got it's it. a little too emo. A little too much? Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Uh, so my last one this week is a movie I watched over on Tubi. It is uh, from 1981, and it's called X-Ray, also known as Hospital Massacre. So I'm doing a, the 80s, uh, you know, little montage. Like, I'm trying to watch a bunch of 80s movie to prepare for an episode this summer, top of the 80s. And I'd never seen this one, but I saw it featured on In Search of Darkness, Volume 1 or 2. I don't remember which one. Uh, so this one, it's um, like a, a guy likes a girl. So he's kind of like staring at her from the window when they're kids. And then he goes to the door and gives like a Valentine's Day card to, you know, like I kind of declaring his love to this girl. But then she doesn't love him back. And the movie takes place like 30 years later where uh, the girl is going to the hospital to do a checkup and the guy goes there pretending to be a doctor and starts murdering people as the woman is getting like diagnosed with something but she's not sure what like she's only going there for kind of a regular checkup but the doctors keep her there because there's something wrong with her and they're trying to figure it out they, you know she goes through tests and stuff and meanwhile uh the the, the kid and uh, you know grown up is like killing people in the hospital but then she's on to him and she starts like freaking out and telling everyone he's here to kill me he's here to kill everyone you guys got to stop him and no one believes her and the, the whole movie is kind of uh is it really happening or is it all in her head and you're really not sure until the very last scene if is it her that whatever illness that they've diagnosed in her that they're trying to figure out what's happening is making her hallucinate all this stuff or is it really happening while she's at the hospital uh you know getting all this diagnosis and honestly I, I thought it would be just kind of a regular slasher type film but it had more layers than I expected and I kind of enjoyed it I, I thought it was very interesting and to be honest I wasn't even sure if it was 
real or not and it's not until the last scene that you know they pointed out and i'm like huh okay so that's it's interesting like it's a very well-made film i mean it's still got 80s cheese the kills are not particularly great and stuff like that and i don't think there was a huge budget here but i think it's worth at least a one-time watch especially if you like 80s films so that's x-ray or hotel massacre and it's over on tubi is that all she wrote for uh what watched yeah but actually uh speaking of what watched uh sam did you figure out what to punish todd with for the super bowl bet oh that's right oh yeah hold on i gotta i gotta go look what happened did wait did we get a punishment movie i was gonna say that next if todd okay (laughs) i got it right here what was your punishment movie it's for we we don't know yet it's for last week we did trivia like a (laughs) one-time trivia and Todd won, so me and Joe get punished with something. I I got your guys' ready, unless you have yours ready, Sam. Trivia? No, your punishment Uh, for me. Um, you can go first. All right. For losing the one off trivia, you guys have to go over to Tubi and watch 2014's Zombie Pirates. Ooh. So know nothing about it, but it has a really cool (laughs) cover art. But it was made in 2014, and when you have that kind of cover art in 2014 probably going to be shitty so have fun zombie pirates an hour and 21 minutes so nothing too crazy and if steve doesn't have it i'll uh look at someone else what's it what's that one called todd zombie pirates a woman has made a deal with zombies that in exchange for human sacrifices she will get an ancient treasure when she comes up short chaos ensues was that or blood sucking (laughs) a redneck vampire so i went with zombie pirates I just the very first review on Letterbox just says there was an attempt. No, <laughs> <laughs> I do have it. So. The I gotta say the poster for this is awesome. It's amazing. Cool. It's really amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm all for it. All right. <laughs> all right, Todd. So while Steve and Joe are over on TV watching that, you can also take your little cute behind over on TV. <laughs> And this is thanks to Steve. (laughs) You can check out Monstered, which is a horror (laughs) comedy from 2003. It's an hour and 20 minutes. A serial killer mutates in a sewer, becoming a monster made of human shit. Wow, that sounds awesome. (laughs) So is this a sequel to Recturna or Rectuma? Rectuma, no. Monstered. Okay, it's got a girl as a poster inside a toilet. (laughs) With shit coming out of the toilet, this is gonna be yeah. cool. And it says it's not just a movement, a movie; it's a movement. <laughs> Jesus, dude. Two point three on Letterbox. Actually, it's not that bad for this type of movie. Yeah, right. All right, I'll watch it. It's hilarious. Someone said I, <laughs> I, the first review that pops up for me is I haven't seen The Godfather, but I've seen this. and he gave it three stars so hey could be good (laughs) all right cool we'll try to get those by next week i can't wait to hear a review for that one (laughs) monster man awesome Uh, you i think you should do a double feature of that in rectuma i agree there's only so much shit i can watch (laughs) literally literally All right, I got the trivia points right here. I'm in the lead with 16. We got, who's that right there on the third call? And that's Joe in second with 15, Steve 14, Sam 13. This is game number eight. It's, uh, we're getting close to the end of the quarter. Yeah, I was going to say, when does this quarter end? The end of this month? April 1st. 
Mm-hmm. April first. So one more All episode right. after uh, tonight. One more, and then that's it for Oof, quarter one. Nice. Great. It's close. Anyone can win at this point. I got a uh, three Todd originals tonight, oh, yeah. and I will lead off. <clears throat> this will be a song lyric, but I'm not going to sing it. I'm just going to state it. Get ready, especially Sam. So, so it's from a song in a movie. Sorry, it's a it's a yeah song in a horror movie. Okay, but it's a predominant song if you saw the movie. Right. Little shoulder. <laughs> Incorrect. <clears throat> Ready? I'm gonna do the lyric. Am I not pretty enough? Is ah. my heart too broken? Oh, it's uh that would be uh, the, the loved ones. Loved ones. Damn. Loved ones. Very yeah, close. Yeah. <laughs> you almost had it there, Sam. It was right there. Damn it. Am I not pretty enough? Yeah. Is my heart in Okay. Uh, three Joe originals tonight because Kayla dropped the ball, didn't send trivia tonight. So, big daddy Joe Kayla. coming in. Uh, all right. Mine are all exorcist themed trivia tonight from different exorcism movies. Oh, boy. So, the first one is from the original Exorcist. How did. Actors Mercedes McCambridge, McCambridge, who provided the voice of the demon, make her voice harsh. Yeah, and she nasty. smoked a lot. That's one of the reasons. Uh, smoking took, and uh, coffee. No, it was uh, like alcohol. She did three certain things. She put powder, smoking, cinnamon down there. Smoking, throat. coffee, and whiskey. Todd got three, two out of three. I feel like whiskey would help. You get fucking she screamed drunk, a lot. What an excellent day for an exorcism. Let me hear your voice, just people. And she, she held she punched her, her herself throat. in the throat. <laughs> I mean, we'll give it to Steve because he got the first. I didn't ask for all what? three. So that was one of the. Bullshit. He said smoking. smoking first, but all right. So she, she, she chain smoked, she drank whiskey, and she swallowed raw eggs. Ooh. Why, ooh, why, why raw eggs, I wonder? I don't know. She, just, she did that for fun. That was just for fun. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'll go next. Uh, so two of them tonight are going to be from Kayla. So thank you, Kayla. And one of them is going to be a Steve original. Um, so I'll do the Kayla ones first. In Interview with the Vampire, how many people does Louis claim that Lestat killed on most nights? So it's a number, and you have to be exact to get it. Let's go three. We have three on the seven. board. We have seven on the board. Six. We have six on the board. You're all wrong. Twelve. Louis's a little bitch, dude. It was, ac- it was actually two. Two. Damn. Two. I still stand by it. Louis's a little bitch. Yeah. All right. I don't even know who Louis is. Is it Tom Cruise's character? Pitt. No. He whines constantly. Yeah. So he said the, 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 the quote exactly, because I said most nights, is Lestat killed two, sometimes three a night. A fresh young girl that was his favorite for first of the evening. For seconds, he preferred a gilded, beautiful youth. So, I mean, technically three is correct. No, nope, I said most well. nights. So, I, mean, <laughs> I, I specified very specifically. Sometimes, though, <laughs> he was hungry. He was actually hungry. Sometimes he wanted a little extra uh, third. A little side piece, you know? Yeah. Thirds. All right. Uh, this week's trivia comes from Kayla. Well, she sent them last week, but Thanks, Kayla. The first question is, what are the names of the adult couple in Children of the Corn? Uh, it's been so long since I saw one. I only, I only remember fucking Malachi from the kids. That's it. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I don't remember. Uh, 
Jedidan. What's his name? Malika. Malika. Bob and Mary. You think Malachi and Jedediah would be best buds, Todd? Probably. They could be bigger. Fit right in. <laughs> be like their mascot. Steve, what'd you say? Bob and Mary. I have no fucking clue. Bob. <laughs> um, Susie and Tommy. Hold on, just Googling it. I have no guess. <laughs> I, have, I have no guess. <laughs> Sound it up. No, no, no point is given, but it's Bert and Vicky. And Ernie. Hey, Bert. <laughs> what are you watching? Before reference there? Yep, I got it. What are you watching? All right, let's go. All right. Um, what movie am I? I'll give you a series of hints similar to what Steve did last time. I'll start with one and then escalate from there. Science experiments about traveling. Body horror. So we got science experiments about traveling. We got body horror. And my last hint is bug transformation. The fly. Bug transformation. The fly? The fly is correct. Yeah. I said. <laughs> oh, I thought you said what? I said the fly. <laughs> no. What? Oh, I thought you did say what? I, no, I said, said the fly. <laughs> oh, it sounded like you said what? No. <laughs> well, I guess some, Steve is the Some fly. bitch. Damn, what a disappointment. Sorry. <laughs> I think you really did say what. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll send you the clip. Roll the of course tape. You will. <laughs> <laughs> um, who's turn. next? Is it uh, who went after? Yeah, it's you, Joe. Okay. Tagline. Oh. Oh, boy. The Exorcist. <laughs> Evil loves innocence. Exorcism of Emily Rose. Incorrect. Number Exorcist to the Heretic. Incorrect. Fuck. Sam, you get a guess, and then I'll let you guys all guess one more time if you'd like. I can see it in my head, but I cannot remember what it's called. Do we get another guess? Okay. Yes. The last three. The last Exorcism. Yes, that one. Incorrect. Uh, Exorcist three. Exorcist three is incorrect. My God, come on. The correct answer would be. One of Steve's favorite horror movies of all time, The Ooh. Conjuring. Oh. oh. I would not I feel have guessed like that. The taglines are never accurate to the movies. Man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They get shuffled up when they go and print the poster. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, still from Gala, during the 1980 really? slasher movie Prom Night, what do the children say while playing hide and seek in an abandoned school? I don't know. Nope. Watch out for the boogeyman. Oh. Yeah. You guys give up? Yeah. <laughs> Todd? Yes. Me? Yeah, no, I don't, I don't got it. Sam, you, you good? Yeah. Uh, it's Killers Are Coming. Oh, never mind. Okay. There you Alrighty. go. Good to know. <laughs> All right, Sam. All right. This trauma film is about a sleuth named Brock Johnson who is called in by the chief of police to solve a case of mysterious murders. Sergeant Kabuki Man. What is the title of this Fuck. rare gem of a film? I don't know so, trauma so. enough. Like other than Toxic Avenger, uh, we never had access here. So. Yeah, I don't know. Butt crack. <laughs> That's actually a trauma. Is it? <laughs> yeah. I'm not surprised. I mean, 
It's actually the uh, the third one in the series of Rectuma <laughs> and Monsters. <laughs> yeah. Or the prequel, maybe. Yeah. Scrotal. <laughs> Scrotal Vengeance is this Christy, uh, Chris Siever movie, Steve. Yeah. I, I saw someone mention it recently. <laughs> All right. The answer was The Dark Side of Midnight. I've never seen that one. Never, never heard, of heard of that. Seen yeah. it? No. Okay. All right, Todd. Back to number one. Movie quote. Give me which movie it's from. Let's go. There will be food, and drinks, and ghosts, and perhaps even a few murders. You're House on Haunted Hill. Correct. Mm, yeah. Good one. Thank That's you. a fun little quote. Mm-hmm. It is. You're all invited. Uh, it sounds more like a beetle than anything. <laughs> <laughs> You're all invited. No, I can kind of hear it. Yeah. Y'all invited. Yeah. That was my Beatle. That's your Beatle? <laughs> yeah. Tried to get tickets for Paul McCartney and didn't go well. Sold out? Yeah. Huh. Quickly. <laughs> it's my turn? Yep. Yes. Yep. All right. This film. <laughs> yes. This film is loosely based on the story of Annalise I, Michelle. Exorcism of Emily Rose. Correct. This time, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's a that fucked up story. Correct. If you guys ever read the Annalise Michelle story, I've I've heard the tapes on YouTube. Oh boy, it's the tapes terrifying. are terrifying. <laughs> terrifying. The, the pictures are terrifying. Like, terrifying, as in you think it's real or just abuse? It, like like it could be. It's abuse. It's definitely abuse, but it's 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 scary. Is that the one with the... abusing her? Her parents? The the, the, the church. Like sexually? No, just not like taking care of her, like not feeding Uh, her, and like just because they they were so convinced. Yeah, well, she was living on her parents, but they were so convinced that she had a demon in her that all they're doing is exorcisms instead of getting her like fucking real help, you know? And that's that's kind of the case that it's like, fuck, like people have mental health, not demons in them. So you got to treat them like mental health, not like. So I don't want Dexter's sister. And she's great in it, actually. She she yeah, like maneuvers herself one. like really creepily in one. So it's a good one. Wow. All right. So this is a Steve original. Um, it's the same type of question I did last week. So Sam, uh, basically, I'm gonna say four words like slowly, and they're hints to a movie, like they're elements from a movie. So okay. you can only guess once, and you can you know because so the longer it goes, the more hints you have. But if you guess, you're okay. out until five seconds after the fourth hint. For a second guess. Okay. It's not going to get there because it's easy. But are you guys, are you guys ready? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Exorcism. Dinner party. Beetlejuice. Wrong. It could have been. Oh, it was a good guess, though, that's right? That was a good guess. This is the one that's going to get it, though. Mashed potatoes. Uh, scary movie, too. That's right. My germs. <laughs> I hated that guy. <laughs> I like when he licks the turkey. <laughs> we gotta cover that, man. Both of those. Yeah, I, I agree. Be fun. Cover the whole franchise. <laughs> How many are there? Five, I think. Five. Yeah. Five, yeah. Five or six. I don't think the weigh-ins didn't had anything to do with the last one or maybe the last two i can't remember i'm not sure all right last question from kayla in the beginning of jeepers creepers Derry says he hasn't seen a car in how many miles oh shoot uh 100 30 
You got 130 on the board. Jeepers, creepers. 20. No, you guys are all wrong. What about closest? We doing closest or spot on? No, we're not doing closest since I'm at the bottom <laughs> oh, of trivia. <laughs> like it. it was 50. 50. 50. That was yeah. a nice guess. All right, Todd. All right, big night for Steve. Three, Joe, two, Sam, Goose Egg, Todd, one, which brings us to a three-way tie for 17 points each. Wow. First place. Wow. Woo. Woo. I like it. I like it a lot. Three-way tie. Next, and next week's our last episode? For the first game. So yeah. it's all on the line. Wow. It takes all. No yeah. pressure. So I think this format is definitely give, way better. We're all going to give ourselves super hard questions tomorrow. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let me bring up the exorcism of God. Name every character that died in the beginning of Ghost Ship. <laughs> <laughs> There's like 100 people. Yeah. All right. Alejandro Hidalgo, directed by 2022 release. Uh, God and the devil cannot exist in the same body. An American priest working in Mexico is considered a saint by many local parishioners. However, due to a botched exorcism, he uh, carries a secret that's eating him alive until he gets an opportunity to face his demon one final time. Uh, this one opens up with a pretty classic exorcism scene where you have a young lady, um, you know, strapped to a bed and you got a bunch of dudes around her and she's like, you know, possessed and they call him the priest. He's like, I got to do the exorcism right now. And his, his boss priest is like, no, he's on the phone. He's like, no, you'll die, motherfucker. You're not as skilled as I am. So don't do it. And he's like, no, I'm doing it. And he goes in there. He does it. Bad move. Shouldn't have done that. So it goes wrong and he ends up, uh, I guess, I mean, spoiler alert, obviously you can't watch this anywhere right now. So if you want to watch the movie, you don't listen for our review. No, you can uh, watch ends, it now. That's on VOD and theater. VOD yeah, and theater, hit, hit. baby. Yep. Um, but anyway, we're going to spoil it. I'm going to spoil it right now. He ends up having sex with the uh, exorcism victim forcefully because he gets possessed himself and it's recorded on a VHS camera or some shit. Who cares? And uh, fast forward some time later and in the town of Mexico, a bunch of kids are dying because they're getting poisoned or whatever by evil spirits. And there's another girl that has a demon inside her. It turns out it's the same one that he tried to fight in the beginning of the movie. And now he's coming back to try to atone for his failures from the first part. And uh, yeah, leave it at that. It was funny seeing you, you guys are pretty much the only reviews on Letterboxd for it. So it was Steve and <laughs> Joe's back-to-back reviews and one's high and one's low. And I fell in the middle of that. So um, good stuff for me was visually it was pretty damn cool looking. Uh, did have some good scares, like especially when uh, the Jesus figure was in the corner of the room and he walks up to him and his like hair explodes or whatever and he runs at him. Um, lighting was cool. Cinematography was good. And um, some of the scares were effective. And I'll leave it at that for now. Um, okay, I'll, I'll start. I'll go next. Uh, yeah. Um, so I like, I, I mean, I, I really like exorcism movies. Um, it's definitely one of my more fa- like favorite genres of horror because um, I'm religious horror too. Um, and The Exorcist is one of my favorite horror movies of all time. Um, so yeah, I mean, I was excited to check this one out and this one just didn't hit, hit for me. Um, maybe because I've seen too many exorcism movies. Um, so to me, it just felt more generic honestly um but i do think it did do it did do some stuff like right for sure um like i really 
liked a lot of the ideas, which I'll wait until we, we get later into it. But there were some really cool ideas here that I hadn't seen in exorcism movies before. So I definitely appreciate that. I thought some of the visuals in this were genuinely creepy and, and unnerving. Um, where this just misses for me um, is like, I felt like the acting was, was pretty poor um, throughout. I felt that some of the makeup effects weren't very good. And it just like felt a lot of it felt just kind of like amateur to me uh, in a lot of ways. So yeah, I mean, it. I don't know. It just like generic is the word I just keep coming back to for me. Like when I watch this. Um, so yeah, it, this one was just more of a miss for me. Um, I don't think all was lost though. I definitely think there's some, some cool stuff in here that I'll get into more later, but overall, this is a, this was a letdown. A letdown. Wow. I'm shocked. So I feel like how Joe's talking about this movie, that's how I felt about the last like 10 movies that we've watched about exorcism. And this one, I was pleasantly surprised. There were a lot of good scares. I was walking on the treadmill while I watched this. And so I was trying to be distracted because I was getting scared in the daytime just watching this and it was fucking loud so I had to turn it down so it wouldn't scare me so if you're watching this in your living room at night like you will be scared um I will say that there were two things that really turned me off about this movie and it just made me want to throw up and it made me just not even want to watch this movie like I was like I'm quitting the podcast like I don't even want to fucking watch and review this fucking movie um I don't know why it was necessary for the possessed girl to have like really hard nipples and like that was like the focus of that shot like I just thought that was gross um and then she's like fingering herself like we don't we don't need that okay like if you get possessed by a demon they're they have other things to do like I don't I just didn't really like that shock factor and then there's also a scene later on where he goes I kind of got lost with the characters because they kind of started mix mixing together for me. That girl that he goes back in and like rapes her. I don't know. Was that girl the first girl that we see that he's trying to exercise where the demon goes into him? Or is that a separate girl? Do you guys know? You're talking about like later. So the girl from the beginning is is with him. He's, He's not raping anyone later. I thought he was. No, it's flashbacks of him, the of the original rape. Okay, because I was like, really, we gotta have two rapes in this. Like, I don't know. I thought he was raping her. Well, if it's even if it's a flashback, like I don't need to see the rape or whatever twice. Like, I just didn't like it because they were making like loud slamming noises as if that was him, like going into her every single time. It was just gross and unnecessary. But other than that, um, I was surprised. It was decent. Uh, so I'm on the opposite end of the spectrum. I really like this movie. Uh, I even watched it twice. I watched it when I did the interview with the director, and I watched it again last night just to make sure that my views held and everything like that. Uh, what I liked, so first of all, it was made for 1.3 million, which is impressive for how like much horror is in this. Uh, I love like how much, how many nods to other Exorcist movies it has. Maybe too much, but uh, still, I thought that was really cool. I I was fucking shocked 
honestly, that they had the balls to make Jesus the demon of the of the movie or one of the demons in the movie. And his scares in particular, I thought were great. Uh, just a few jump scares with Jesus. And then near the end, there's a scene where he's like carrying the cross and shit and just like tosses it. And then spider monkeys like throughout the a hallway. Like it was, it was ballsy to have Jesus as a demon. So I, I actually really like that personally. Uh, I thought it did great at uh, showcasing what sleep paralysis is like in one scene. Um, I think there's a demon, that doll face like demon also that I thought was pretty creepy. Uh, just, yeah, there's just a lot of good scares and it was pretty relentless in its pace. You know, there weren't a ton of just like quiet moments. It kept going to horror, like from the beginning. It's just horror, horror, a little bit of quiet horror, horror. Like it just, you know, I really enjoyed that about that because it was fucking relentless and just kind of kept the scares coming and you never knew when it was going to come next. Uh, I like the relationship between the two priests. I thought the uh, the priest that was played by Jeffrey from uh, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air was uh, funny, particularly the line, what the fuck is this? I don't know if I should spray holy water or bleach <laughs> because of how fucking dirty the locations are and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, there's just a lot of, that I love about this in specific scenes, which we'll get into, but I thought it was great. You know, my only knock is I think some of the acting was a little poor. Uh, some of the makeup also, uh, particularly near the end when there's multiple demons, I thought some of them weren't as good as others. Um, and it was a little slow at times, but not often because the horror came back usually pretty quickly after that. I liked it. Yeah, I thought it was funny. Um... One of the funniest scenes is when the priest and the girl that he raped in the beginning were talking outside and he like apologized to her and she's like, shh, to his lips. It was like, oh, so melodramatic. Um, and I, I thought he was kind of a bad actor too, the priest. Like there's a scene where he's like beating his chest. Like, I don't know what he's doing, but something that was weird too. It's like, it was like the focus of my review was like, he, uh, you know, was possessed and then raped a girl and impregnated her and they had a baby together and he has the VHS tape of it and he watches it. I was like, are you really trying to atone for your problems? Or are you just a creeper? I'm leaning towards creeper. Yeah. He's kind of a stupid fuck. And, um, but yeah, man, look, look, the scares though were super effective. Like, especially the yeah. Jesus stuff. It's like, Ooh, I thought I, my problem with the, that whole thing was that like he didn't he seemed to use like the possession as like his excuse for it rather than being like you know what i did was really wrong like uh -huh. he just kept like going back to well i was, I was possessed, possessed. Like, I yeah. yeah so like it was like oh really like you know like okay well you still did it like why are you still watching the video possessed. then buddy huh? right so like I, I don't know like i just felt like he never like redeemed himself like like throughout or he never like felt like he he never atoned, like you said, his sins um, that he did commit, even, you know, granted, yeah, you were possessed, but, you, you know, you still did fucked up shit while you were possessed. Um, so, yeah, I thought that was kind of weird. And then, um, I don't know, like, I, my, my other big problem with this was just like, I don't know, I just felt like no connection, like with any of the characters, like, I, like, and I mean, like, I guess you're rooting for this priest guy, but he's kind of a, like, a not the best character like either so like I, I i guess that was like my biggest issue is that i just never like was like had a rooting interest for any of these characters like even the like girl who was possessed like um like i don't know we just like weren't i guess like because like we're thrown right into it and like they're just the character building just wasn't there for me 
Um, so although I did think the scares and stuff were all great, I, I think like what may, what separates like movies like the exorcist and stuff like that was, is character building and the exorcism of Emily Rose. Some of the, my favorite exorcism movies is the character building. And I feel like it was just lacking in this one for me. Okay. Question. So obviously I did not pay attention enough, <laughs> which I regret that because it is, it was like, if I was watching on the couch, I'd be like, this is a fantastic movie, but I got a little confused. So the girl at the end of when he's like hugging her and her eyes glow white silver, that's his daughter. Yeah. She's the one who's possessed throughout the whole movie. Okay. So this whole time though, does he still have some part of a demon in his body or no? Not the whole movie. He gets it at the end. Yeah. It goes into, it goes into him when he uh, is performing the exorcism, but, and then I don't know if you were, you know that that girl that's his daughter is due to the rape from the beginning of the movie yeah she was born from that right yes okay yeah so it's almost like so it was the girl was you know a demon the way i understood the girl's a demon then the demon goes into him he rapes her as a demon like you know without you know not sorry go ahead yeah and so and then he loses the demon because the demon goes into her again basically into the child and years later uh, I think 18 years later he's forced to you know kind of revisit that because the kids are getting sick he hasn't been able to make peace with the fact of what happened even though he was possessed he still feels guilty for what happened Um, and the whole point is that the church is covering it up because he's doing such good work as uh, like an ambassador for the orphanage right and it's kind of like a what's going on in real life is that the church mm-hmm. hides these basically monsters to benefit their own good right and even yeah. though in a way it's like a good thing because he's helping an orphanage right an entire like it's still bad because yeah but it's like how up. long until he starts messing with these kids like he literally yeah, started he, making he out he... with this girl after he exercised her like she had been beat up by this demon and he decides to kiss her just because she like grabs his hand or something. I don't understand. It's like he was already a bad guy. So I don't feel sorry for him. Side question here. It's going to get graphic. I apologize, but I need to know. And it's a legitimate question. Did the demon transfer via semen into the girl? Is that how what we're supposed to believe? Into well, the baby and then the baby I don't think festered nec- for 18 years? I, I don't necessarily think by semen, but yeah, in, in theory, like the energy <laughs> of the demon went into the baby. Uh you know, right. into the wound. And, uh, you know, the whole thing about these exorcism movies oh, is Damien, that baby. the devil is so strong that he'll make you do things that aren't, you know, um, that you wouldn't normally do. And that's why I think, Sam, you were saying how it was unnecessary that she had, you know, pokey yeah. nipples and she was like, you know, masturbating and everything like that. But that was all the demon trying to seduce a priest, which is basically what he wanted to do. I, I mean, know, Reagan but it's did like, it are you really yeah, going to get a... Reagan was way you... worse, actually. Yeah. <laughs> but are you really going to get a boner, and... though, if, like... Yeah, but he's not... It's He's being in, in the... You know, the, the demon is, like, in his head, so it's different. It's not a... I, uh, yeah, I, I, I laugh I, when I, the I, demon said, I'll leave this body when you come in it. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> yeah. And he did. Um... But I think I, from what I understand, like it seemed like the priest kind of had a crush on her to begin with, you know, and he was, okay, you know, so not he, giving the, in the de- to the temptation. Demon worked on that. Yes, that the demon. Yeah, 
the demon knew his weakness yeah. that he had feelings for this woman um so that's why you know she was seducing him and you know he was trying his best to fight it but okay you know yeah and the whole movie is about him essentially confessing to that sin even though the demon was in him you know that's the one thing that they still had on him that he couldn't and that's why at the end he like you know texts (laughs) his confession which i thought was a clever use of modern technology you know instead of actually going to a confession booth he texted a confession to the archbishop and then he put a little smiley mm-hmm. face at the end yeah exactly yeah. So. <laughs> is that a thing can people text their confessions these days now yeah, i don't know COVID. maybe <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I mean i wouldn't I, put it out there but like through email yeah. can you imagine i know during covid they had like zoom confessions where you could like do it over zoom with a priest yeah. you know yeah confession's weird though man like i grew up catholic so you literally are just in a room with like staring face to face with a priest like you always like watch thing and it's always like this screen like you can go into like but that's not every confession i always went to you're face to face with the with the priest like i i was never in like a box where there was like any sort of uh separation there you tell them how many times you jerked off it was so bizarre. No, you, you had say to remember, imp- like what you can. No, I I did I, when I went to CCD. People asked that, and they're like, "You just say you've had impure actions." Uh, he's like, "Tell <laughs> yeah. me more, son." <laughs> yeah. No, I never. No, I never <laughs> got into like deep that. I would just say something like that. You know what I mean? Mm. But it was a, but you know, it's never like um, they never make you feel bad for anything. Obviously, I mean, obviously they're not supposed to. You know, they got crazy. priest hangouts though. Like after work, they're like, "Do this guy." Oh, yeah. <laughs> all right yeah. he put cockroach up his ass or something like that right like... <laughs> yeah i guess like they can if like someone does confess to a murder i guess they do have to report that so n- not I everything is so. in confidence <laughs> but i i gotta say though like even though maybe i didn't lo- love this movie the the scares are genuinely good like there are oh, some yeah. legitimately scary moments in this movie i agree the sleep paralysis scene in particular is very scary the demon jesus is amazing it's an amazing design and i agree with steve the fact they had the balls to do that i also love the idea of um reverse exorcism which you don't i I don't remember that in many other exorcist movies so the fact that they did that i thought was genius i just wish it was executed a little better but the, the thought and the idea of a demon trying to um take jesus uh, out of a priest was genius and I, I i loved that so i give that this movie big props alone um for doing that yeah i thought that was so clever that uh they do the reverse exorcism because you're right i don't think i've ever seen that before where they basically tie the priest and trying to get god out of them and i thought that was holy shit like how, how did someone not do this before i'm sure it's been done like i'm someone's gonna be like oh, they did it in fucking this movie in 1977 yeah but uh i haven't seen it is what i'm saying uh, so yeah i thought that was super clever and a cool way to you know just do something different at the end where it's not just him exercising the demon out of her and that's that you know so i thought that was really cool um yeah and the jesus stuff man especially i i really love the like the hair uh, scare where he's facing one way, but all of a sudden he like his hair pulls apart and he's facing the other way. And there's a lot of good scares. Like even at one point uh, the orphans are like in a room and one of the kid notices that the door is open and he shuts the door and then a demon starts like banging on the door and like, and then she comes in and she's all crazy and all the orphans are there and scared. And it's just like, that was effective to me because damn, even as a group, usually 
scares like that or it's like one person but to have an entire group of orphans being scared by a demon i thought was really cool and yeah, it was great man there's a lot of good scares in this i think like sam i watched in the wrong setting i had it uh on my phone at work answering emails and things like yeah. that so that's i think if i watched this in the basement at like 10 o'clock at night all the lights out just me and my thoughts in this movie i think it would be i think i i I gave it a disservice, so I'm definitely going to revisit this one before the year end. Yeah. I did too, but I'm not going to rewatch it, though. <laughs> For the hard nipples? Too many hard, too many hard nips? It was just a little too much. It was, yeah. I mean, I, but it that's was just, just like, my own issue, okay? It was still, it was still campy, though. Like, I felt like it was, it, it, it was very campy um, at times, and but it was trying to be serious but like i don't know like i got i was getting like night of the demons remake vibes at times with some of the makeup effects of the demons and stuff like that and so that was kind of like taking me out of it and you know i my my rating did go up though like based on after the first time i watched it like i i do think it was better on a second watch but i still didn't love it but it was definitely um better and i do think certain people are really going to enjoy this um because the scares are great like if you if you want to go to a movie and, and just for the scares i i think this is worth it as a well, definitely worth a watch because there's some really great scares here another element that i really liked um is that there, there's a piece of dialogue at one point where the priest explains that balban which is a demon in this movie tried to present uh, tried to possess christ himself like that's something he actually attempted two thousand years ago and one of the reasons he uses christ as a manifestation is kind of like to tease the fact that that's someone he was never able to get. And I'm wondering if that's going to play into the sequel, which we'll talk about when we talk about the end uh, uh, pretty soon. But I, I like that idea that Christ himself is involved somehow. And maybe that can come into play a little bit bigger because that line of dialogue was kind of quick. But I thought that yeah, would be talk cool. About it. Yeah. So, but yeah. So the end basically is that he makes a deal with the devil, the priest, that he will expel God from his body in exchange for the, the lives of the orphans and the lives of his, uh, of his daughter, and which he does. So the movie ends, they're at the church, and he's doing a pretty fucked up uh, speech. Uh, he's talking about all the different groups that um, will not get into heaven, and he specifically says homosexuality, which is unfortunately a belief that um you know that particular religion has and Aren't the catholics getting pretty not really. like mainstream though i mean they believe in evolution now i mean i'm not catholic myself i'm just yeah not really yet not, not to, a little there. bit better because i think the pope now is the not pope, as yeah uh like he's a little more progressive yeah yeah. But that's actually one of the big reasons I personally left the church when I was young. It's because I thought they were too exclusive to women and homosexuality and a bunch of other stuff. And I didn't like that at all. But anyway, so he does this whole speech. And at the end, you find out that he's now the demon and the archbishop is also uh, in on it. And uh, they're going to the Vatican, but they talk about how God played his cards as well. And God went into the daughter so now there's going to be like eventually a battle between good and evil. And the, the way I saw it, which I really fucking loved, is essentially the Vatican is going to be evil. And the people who are just religious and believe in Christ are going to be like the good people. It's like the institution of the Vatican is bad, but people who believe in religion are good. And that's how I saw it. And I thought that could be a really fucking interesting movie. So I, I like the end. I thought it was a cool you know, way to end the story. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I actually thought that was a cool ending too, and actually it per- made me perk up a little bit and be like, all right, well, I'll definitely be interested in the sequel, which is going to happen. Which we, if you listen to our interviews, it it sounds like it's definitely like going to happen sooner rather than later. Um, so yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I'm I actually watched the director is doing an American remake to his first film, which I forget the name of on top of my head. I actually watched it for How a while. At the end of time. Has to be out of time. Actually, it was going to be yeah. my watch and I forgot about it. But anyway, I'll do it, <laughs> I'll do it next time. Um, so he's doing the American remake of that. And I hopefully after that, he does uh, Action of God too. So, and I'd be interested if they go that way. I don't know if they will, but mm-hmm. yeah. any final thoughts uh, on this movie? No, I'm going to give it a rewatch for sure before the end of your episode. Yeah, I actually watched it with my wife the second time. So I watched it on my own the first time and with her the second time. And she wasn't even going to watch it. She was just like, I'll watch the first 10 minutes and then go upstairs and do other stuff. And she sat there and she watched the whole fucking thing and she loved it. Uh, but we watched it, like you said, at night on a big screen, you know, surround sound. And she was terrified. Like there's a few scenes that made her jump. And even like 10 minutes in, she looks at me. She's like, this movie's fucking scary. <laughs> like, <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's all, it was awesome. So I definitely think a movie like this you need to watch in the proper setting you know yeah whenever i watch something like that with my wife it's like a week long i need to go to the bathroom okay you're getting up to go to the bathroom <laughs> i'm not fucking walking by fucking the the closet oh yeah, god <laughs> like conjuring too and all that shit no it's good i like that we uh do movies like these because these are the ones that need the like extra help for sure because like most people probably never even heard of this one or anything like that so um, yeah, it, hopefully it gives, um, it gets some people to go and check out, um, you know, indie, little indie horror movies like this that really need the help, unlike some of these more mainstream Maybe movies. A little boost. Yeah. It's definitely original. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, I mean, exorcism isn't, but, you know, Jesus right. and all that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, rate it? Yes. I'm at a six myself right now. Okay. Uh, yeah. So when I first watched it, my rating was a little lower, but on a rewatch, uh, I enjoyed it more. I definitely still have uh, quite a bit of issues with it, but I do give it a lot of points for some originality in the exorcism, um, genre. Um, but yeah, you heard all my complaints. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm at a five on it. Hmm. I mean, like I've said before, and like Todd said, I wish I would have set my ass down on the fucking couch and watched this because it was scary. So just because of all the ways it made me feel, I'm going to give it a higher rating than I thought I would. I'm going to give it a seven. And I definitely do recommend watching it. Unless you don't like hard nipples and they make you feel a certain way when you watch it. (laughs) So a five, six, seven, and an eight. Uh, oh. I, I really liked this movie. I thought it was very effective. Um, like I said, you know, I thought it was scary. It was unique. And I hope people check it out. Like, it's really worth, I think, checking out, uh, especially if you like exorcisms and movies and like scary movies. You know, there's not a lot of scary movies. Like, I, I think back of reviews we do, like our top 10 of the years, and often a, a lot of them aren't scary. They're just you know, either good or, you know, bloody or something like that. But scary is rare. And mm-hmm. yeah. It's a, it's a good one. I, so I, your number one favorite movie of the year so far, then? It is my number one of the year. I don't 
I hope not. <laughs> it's, I don't think it's going to make my top 10, but fuck, if it's like it a 21 do over, you know, it could be. Yeah. I mean, but right now it's my number one, just slightly above fresh. So. I need to watch fresh then, I guess. Damn it. <laughs> yeah, fresh was good. Fresh is in my top 10 right now, for sure. It's actually maybe the best movie, best of the year so far, based, just based on what we've watched. Yeah, it's not great. It's just. <laughs> better yeah <laughs> i i'll be sh- if it makes my top 10 i'd be surprised but right now it's it's, it's there all right next week we're doing uh near dark right or no, no. Oh, it's uh joe's birthday first so oh, he gets a birthday, right. pick. birthday pick 35 or 36 tell him. 35 35 nice i'll be 35 in may oh congratulations May what? May the fourth be with fourth. you. Oh, that's Star very Wars Day. Nice, you big nerd. Shut up. <laughs> What's your pick then, Obi Joe? I'm on. I, I haven't decided yet. I'm still oh, okay. thinking. So okay. we're gonna. Keep Are you seeing everyone. X this week, guys? Though you and Sam. Yeah, I think we're gonna see it this weekend. I might see it on Thursday morning. Nice. Yeah, wait for Steve. Thursday morning. That's nice. So last time I said that they were out of the cheese. Last time I wanted, now it was they were out of the chips dude they didn't have shit when i went to see batman it was popcorn only i'm like what the fuck are we doing well popcorn yeah, and candy nothing. but yeah. it's like mm-hmm. i know yeah. like the burgers where's the burgers where's the hot tenders. dogs where's the chicken tenders like come please on. god i'll even i'll take the hot dog give me the hot dog yeah just Fucking the COVID. hot dog i'll take the hot dog just just the bun <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. But yeah, uh, so I'm going to keep it a secret. And uh, obviously I'll let everyone else know, but. I swear um, to God, I don't care if it's your birthday. We're not watching Spring Break, Shark Attack, fucking. We're not watching. Whatever the fuck it's called. I promise you, we're not watching Jersey Shore Shark Attack. We're going to watch a good, solid horror movie. I I don't know what yet. I was, I was, I was teetering on strange land but i I don't know i i kind of want to do something maybe that would be for a better discussion i i'm gonna go into the annals in my uh in the vault and see what i can pull out i I want something that would will bring up a very a good really good discussion um like movies like we've done like um you know midsummer and uh stuff like that so i'm gonna see what i can find for us or Candyman, like when we did Candyman, like something that brings a really good discussion. So we'll see what I can find. Awesome. And I'm hoping to find X at some point. Um, the theater near my parents is playing it. So maybe I'm going to do a trip, uh, not this weekend because I have plans, but next weekend and stop by and maybe try to watch it while I'm there. So uh, yeah. we'll, we'll review it a soon. Little I think. trip. Okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I feel like it, it's, I feel like it will be a quick to VOD release anyway that's what i think too but who knows i mean i still haven't seen lamb because (laughs) i can't find it so who knows a24 is a little finicky with their releases sometimes so we'll see yeah yeah we saw what was that there's some what was that movie sam we saw the poster for when we went and saw batman it looked awesome god i forget the name oh yeah i don't remember it's another a24 movie i think but yeah a24 is doing some good stuff i can't can't wait X looks like the most more mainstream one compared to some of their other shit. So this one looks interesting. Mm-hmm. And I like, I've liked everything Ty West has done, I think. So 
Yeah, because the, this one I'm other, the one that you're talking about, Joe, has Anya Joy Taylor, it has Nicole Kidman, it has like a lot of big. No, oh, that's the Northman. Oh, is that A24? That, uh, yeah, that well, so I cool. think so. Yeah, oh, I thought it's Robert that's Eggers. the one you were asking. No, it's got uh, the other one has, uh, I think her name's like Nomi Rapisi or something, or repeat. Hmm. What is that one? It's like, is it like, it sounds like it's not It Comes at Night, but it's something like The Shadow or Night or something. I can't remember. Mm, hold on. I, here it is. You Won't Be Alone. You Won't Be Alone. What's it about? Set in an isolated mountain village in 19th century Macedonia, You Won't Be Alone follows a young girl who is kidnapped and then transformed into a witch by an ancient spirit. Curious oh, about shit. life as a human, the young witch accidentally kills a peasant in the nearby village and then takes her victim's shape to live life in her skin. Her Ooh. curiosity her curiosity ignited. She continues to wield this horrific power in order to understand what it means to be human. Oh, I'm excited for that one. Sounds cool. Um, do you guys but, have anything? What? Well, just said <laughs> the oh, critic consensus. The critics consensus. Ninety percent on Rotten Tomatoes currently, but it says although it may strike some as too artsy for its own good, you won't be alone. Puts a thoroughly fresh spin on familiar horror tropes. So mm. sounds like an A twenty four movie to me. Exactly. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> what were you gonna say, Sam? Um, do you guys have anything coming up on the Discord, like in any of the book groups or anything like that? Uh, movie movie club. watch. Yeah, we have. Uh, I think it's going to be in like a week and a half, a week from when this episode releases, is going to be our review of Wishmaster. Um, so we're going to do that probably Friday the 25th because I'm going to go see my parents 26th. So probably Friday the 25th, we'll do a Discord hangout and nice. talk about Wishmaster. Cool. All righty, guys. Well, don't forget to follow us on Instagram. Check out our Discord. Fun stuff going on over there. Thanks so much for listening. If you can, please give us a review share share our podcast with your favorite person in the world that loves horror don't forget to stick around for the interviews coming up they're coming up right now right here here they go welcome back everyone to the horror squad podcast where today we have a very special guest he is the writer and director of the house at the end of time and he's here to promote his newest film the exorcism of god which releases in theaters on demand and digital march 11th alejandro hidalgo Thank you very much for coming on. Thank you, man. I'm, I'm so happy to be here and to talk uh, about the, the film with you. Great. Uh, can you actually tell us a little bit about the new film, The Exorcism of God, what it's about and uh, all yeah. that? Yeah, it's, a, it's about a priest, uh, a man of God that committed a sin uh, 18 years ago, and he's uh, carrying the, the cross in his shoulder of, of this guilt. You know, uh, but uh, he also has to keep it as a secret because he's the, he's he's dedicating his life to to help people in a in an isolated town in Mexico by by yeah like bringing um, humanitarian aid to to the children and the devils come back to haunt his life when the, he possesses a, a girl and the only way this priest has to to perform an the an exorcism and to save her. Is by by confessing his sin, but if he confesses his sin, he will be expelled. He will be excommunicated from the church. He he will lose his home, the, the place he loves the most, and also he will lose the opportunity to to save and to help the, the people he loves the most. So, what is the the right choice in here? It's a, this is a film that I, I feel is a, a, a an amazing horror show. It's full of 
powerful emotional impacts, amazing uh, scares and horror moments, but also it's a story that explores a, a human conflict and, and dilemma. So I feel it's a, it's a perfect mix in between art and entertainment. Absolutely. Um, what were your inspirations for this film? I mean, uh, you know, the first scene really reminded me of The Exorcist, but are there other films that inspired you for this story in this film? Well, uh, a lot of horror movies. I, I wanted to, 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 to bring in a story built in, in, a, in a very classic genre. So uh, The Exorcist, of course, was a reference, The Exorcism of Emily Rose. Even I, I love contemporary horror movies like The Conjuring Universe. Also, The Omen, it was a, a film that made me feel so scared a long time ago when I was a kid. And I am a big fan of the genre itself, you know, like I love The Shining, I love Hitchcock. So I wanted to, to bring some elements from those features and also to, to build like my own original vision about this, this genre. Great. Uh, yeah, this one was scary. Um, and I, I loved it for that. Uh, it also had great creatures and demon designs. Can you tell us about your process for creating those demon designs in this film? Well, I, we, we developed like a very unique monsters that are basically important the, the, the icons from, from their Catholic re religion. And I think that is very disturbing because I, I use basically my own fears. Like when I was a kid and when I was a Catholic person, I, I had sometimes the, this fear of be praying uh, to a Jesus that basically is an image of a, of a man crucified, full of blood, full of suffering. So in some way, my mind twisted that image of, on, on a demon. I was really scared and I, I thought it was so powerful to create a, a very disturbing image of this demonic Jesus, you know, and, and uh, I, I work alongside the, the team of uh, the production design and the, the, effect, the effects makeup artists to develop these creatures that when you see them, in some way, they are disturbing as hell, like they are very, very scary, but also uh, in some way they look like kind of beautiful, you know, like they look like uh, I also was inspired like in directors like Guillermo del Toro that he prefers working in these creatures with uh, a special effects makeup rather than just uh, CGI. The, and, and I feel that is amazing because the creatures feel like real. They feel like they are truly there. And I, I feel that disturbing, shocking, but also in some way beautiful visually. So I, I, I am very excited and, and happy with, with the result. Great. Um, your other film, The House at the End of Time, also dealt with really heavy emotional subjects and had some frightening yeah. scenes as well. Uh, what did you learn from that project that you incorporated into this one? Well, the, the House at the End of Time is a totally different story. It's a horror, but it's, it's more psychological. It's more like, a, like an emotional drama. With The Exorcism of God, I, I wanted to, to, to make a jump as a producer. I wanted to bring more production value. I wanted to play with more VFX, special effects, you know, like I, I wanted to, to make it more like a horror movie that I, I, I would love to enjoy from home or from a, from a movie theater with some popcorns and screaming, having an amazing time, scare to my bones. And we, uh, I mean, like having the emotional impacts of a horror movie, but, but also exploring human dilemmas. I, it's, it's totally different than the language. I feel like the house is more about what you don't see about uh, everything like the, your fears that are uh, your mind bring that, that that come to your mind 
but the expression of God is more explicit. It's more like an explode, explosive. It's more, it's more like a roller coaster. And and I feel also that genre is very exciting and and and, and, and funny to 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 watch. Right. Absolutely. You get amazing performances from the actors in both films, including from a lot of kids. Uh, what's your process when working with actors to get the best out of their performances? Yeah. Well, I, I try to, to work with them as much as we can previous to, to the shooting by developing the characters, by, by building everything about their psychological profile, about their personalities, about their background, about their previous life. I, I also avoid to, to, to rehearsal the scenes written on, on paper because I feel the actors can start becoming like machines repeating, uh, like uh, performing, you know, uh, performances. And I, I feel like I, I prefer when actors react on, on the present time to, to, to the, the events that are happening. Uh, that's why I, I prefer just converting the set like in the, the, their subconscious voice like whispering some thoughts that will will bring emotions or fears or or just uh, concerns or just conflicts and, and in that way I feel they will they will react more naturally you know I, I also love to 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 connect the actors uh, and, and to work with with them previous to their shooting and in that way they can meet each other they can create like memories each other like i i i love to to make a, a a game that i call inception it's basically having two actors and one actor share memories with the other actors and the other actor is absorbing those memories like the absolute true and he shares some memories with the other one so when they, when they go to the set they won't be just actors performing characters they will be per, uh, characters that 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 share some memories and, and moments they, they have previously lived together. That's right. Um, what are some of your favorite horror films? Uh, you know, the two films you've made have heavy horror elements, but like you said, the other one also had a lot of kind of psychological, like a slower, I guess, film than this one, which is well, just it, insane pace. <laughs> this one, I just love how fast this one is. <laughs> if I will have to choose be just two movies from, from the genre, it will be The Others from Alejandro Menavar. I, I feel it's like a masterpiece. It's a haunted uh, house story in some way with full of goals and with a, with a very drama and, and emotional story. And on the other hand, I, I would say The Exorcist that I feel is like the number one masterpiece of the genre in the story. You know, it's a film that even today after almost 50 years, I, I'm still getting scared and I feel the, the special effects are amazing. The, the storytelling is just brilliant. Yeah, definitely two great films there. Uh, what can we expect from you next? Is there anything you can tell us about your next project? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm, I'm developing the remake of The House at the End of Time in English uh, with a bigger production value. I feel that story is really moving, powerful, mind-blowing and And I, I feel that story deserves uh, to have a bigger production value and to have also a bigger worldwide distribution uh, to connect with more audiences. And I'm attached also in, in a couple of horror projects. One of them is called The Vessel. It was written by Paul Harris Borman, the same writer of The Exorcism of Emily Rose. And it's a, it's a very interesting project because it's like a mixing between a, a, a police thriller with a, a, a 
a demonic uh, possession, and I feel it's amazing. And also uh, another project called the God, uh, God Pool that takes place in a, in a beautiful out of this world place called the Cayo States in Ecuador. It's an American film that we will be shooting in Ecuador. And after that, hopefully, uh, crossing fingers, I will jump to, to another genre. Great. And is there anything else you'd like to promote, social media or somewhere that people can find you and interact with you? Yeah, yeah, for sure. My personal social media, it will be Ale Hidalgo Films. You can find me on Instagram with this uh, username. And you can also go to The Exorcism of God on Instagram. We share trailers, posters, some steals and some releases information in, in there. And, and yeah, I, I am very excited. Uh, about the movie, about the, the huge success we are having now at the Latin theatrical box office. We were at the number one in Brazil, third place in, in Mexico, second place Colombia, uh, Argentina. And now I am more than excited to share this film with American audiences in movie theaters and also in, in digital platforms. So I feel it's a story that will bring a lot of horror, uh, amazing emotional impacts, but also a story that will bring uh, internal conflicts, dilemmas that uh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about the human, human, humankind. Awesome. So The Exorcism of God is being released in theaters, on demand, digital on March 11th. Uh, I watched it. I loved it. I think it's actually the best horror film I've seen in 2022 so far. Uh, very Thank scary. You. A lot going on. Definitely go check it out. Thank you very much. Thank you, man. Right. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Horror Squad podcast, where today we are joined by a very special guest. Horror fans may recognize him best for playing the character of Tom in It Chapter 2 and his new movie, The Exorcism of God, in which he plays the main character, Father Peter Williams, will be releasing on VOD March 11th. Please welcome actor Will Beinbrink. Will, thanks so much for joining us. How are you doing today? Good, good. So, Will, why don't you uh, just start off with uh, telling us how you got involved in this movie? Yeah, I'd love to. Um, Alejandro is also uh, Latin American, as are Barbara and Andy Muschietti from IT. Alejandro is Venezuelan, and Barbara and Andy are Argentinian. Um, and they had been looking at working on a remake of Alejandro's first film, House at the End of Time. And uh, while they were working on that, Alejandro was in prep to do this film. And um, he reached out to Barbara and was speaking with her and saying, hey, I'm looking for somebody to fit this category who's in, you know, who can play, play mid, late 20s and also early 40s, um, who, you know, is really is a great actor who can carry a film and is uh, maybe who can speak Spanish somewhat. Um, and Barbara suggested me. And Alejandro, you know, I think values her opinion a lot. And uh, from there, we had a nice meeting and then it was off to the races. Yeah. Uh, no, I was going to ask, uh, you know, had you been exposed to exorcism films before this? Um, and, you know, if not, did, uh, the, did Alejandro uh, give you any sort of homework prior to filming? Hmm. You know, the film, the film happened relatively quickly. So I know he would have probably given me more homework um, because he's he's so thorough and I love that about him. Uh, but he did tell me to watch The Exorcist, The Exorcism of Emily Rose, because he mm -hmm. loves those. Two. He thinks those are two of the best exorcism movies out there. Um, and I randomly was in Washington, D.C. So I went down, I walked the steps 
steps of the exorcism where the exorcist actually took place and walked That's around great. the and walked around some of the the campus. Um, so that was really cool. As I was in prep to shoot it, I was like, "This is awesome!" I'm literally <laughs> on the steps of the Exorcist movie, and I'm shooting a, the Exorcism of God, which is inspired by the Exorcist. Um, so I felt very uh, in that moment, that trip. I felt really excited. That's that's really really awesome, uh, yeah. and I would agree. I would agree with Alejandro. Those are probably two of the the better Exorcism movies. Uh, now I can imagine when filming an Exorcist film. Uh, some of the cast and crew may be a little nervous or maybe apprehensive um, about potentially bringing in some sort of bad, you know, juju. Um, sure. So did, uh, did you ha yourself have any personal reservations before taking this? No, I didn't. No. I, I, I'm not, uh, I'm, I'm not superstitious that way. I don't, I'm not, I wasn't afraid of anything. I wasn't thinking, oh gosh. Uh, I'm going to have demons chasing me at night or something bad's going to happen. Um, I never had that fear. Uh, but I will say um, one thing that did happen to me as a child, which was kind of like, I, don't, I, I mean, I wonder if people have this, but when I was at church one day, I was like 10 and uh, it was, it was Sunday after church and it was another sermon that I ended up going to that I was just bored out of my mind, to be honest. Um, cause I'm like 10 and I'm at a sermon with, you know, and there's all the adults there. And as I was standing outside in front of the chapel, um, I felt this presence, like this really dark presence, literally enter my body through my mouth and fill up my, fill my, my lungs and my body. And in that moment I was thinking, am I being possessed by the devil? <laughs> and it was weird because, um, I've never had that since. Mm. Now I have to say, wow. I have had positive experiences where I feel like I've experienced God too. So, you know, maybe there's a battle going on for my, for my body between the devil and God. I'm not sure. <laughs> but, but it's true. Yeah. It's really true. Dude. Yeah, I know. I, yeah. Um, well, I, I mean, I know I bring up the question cause I know in, um, you know, similar sort of exorcism films they've brought in priests to bless the set was it was there anything uh like that that happened on the set were there any priests that were bought no mm -hmm. no we, we had so many locations that we were jumping around from uh you know sometimes mm -hmm. we were an hour drive away two hour drive away we were all in these great little towns or little little locations that were all spread out throughout mexico city so um it, i think it was hard to get a, a priest to get in there and I, I don't know if Alejandro even thought of it um yeah so I don't I don't think because he I think he considers himself spiritual and not catholic anymore he was raised yeah. catholic so I don't think that has much input or emphasis for him mm -hmm. well you just mentioned the the you know the some of the visuals and I think one thing that stood out to this movie definitely were some of the practical effects yeah. And the scares, there were some really genuinely, you know, creepy scenes. And one that really uh, sticks out to me without getting too spoilery, I guess, was I'll just call him sort of the, the demon uh, Jesus character. Um, what, you know, was any of this a surprise to you? Did Alejandro kind of not tell you everything to try to give you like a sort of genuine reaction? No, man. No, not at all. I knew everything. I know that doesn't right. sound exciting, but no, um, yeah. you know, some, sometimes it seems, uh, were challenging because at times 
some of those people that were there that were supposed to be there possessed weren't possessed and so they were just there and so you know that's where like you need to be a good actor because you're not dealing with what all the makeup and everything else to enhance everything you're kind of you really got to use your imagination or if you're doing sometimes there are a few there are a few times where i had to work opposite and uh the person had to do something and they were sick or i don't remember why so there were times where i had to work alone and that's also like you know challenging but you know that's the nature of that's the nature of, of film and how tight schedules are and stuff comes up and there's nothing you can do you just got to keep moving forward but i love mm -hmm. that you love the film dude it's an, a crazy intense film you know i, I hope I, I hope this be lands in like one of the in the canon of classic exorcism movies you know it's like in that tome with uh exorcist and uh you know emily exorcism of emily rose and maybe there's one or more and then us mm -hmm. no I, I think this movie actually uh some really interesting things that I've actually never seen in an exorcist movie before, which I thought was, you know, was pretty exciting. So I, I think, uh, I think a lot of the fans are really going to dig this one. Um, just a couple more built, uh, well, cause I know we're running out of time. Um, it was really great to see uh, Joseph Marcel in here who our listeners would probably know best as Jeffrey and fresh Prince of Bel Air. Uh, just how, how is he? And uh, you know, the rest of the cast in general to work with. Oh, he's great. He's, 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 he's great. Um, you know, he was like, uh, he, he was definitely on a, he was kind of blown sideways. It's like, I'm in Mexico City doing a movie called The Exorcism of God. You know, he was <laughs> kind of shocked at like, you know, I'm in my, I'm, I don't know, I'm in my 70s or whatever age he is right now. I'm not sure exactly. And I'm now in Mexico City doing this outlandish, crazy movie. You know, it was pretty, it was pretty fun because, uh, I, I could feel his sense of like, I'm just going with the flow on this one. I'm excited to be here. And, uh, you know, I, I feel like he can be really proud of what we accomplished. Um, and I think he brings a lot of personality and, and a great relationship between, uh, between us that, you know, doesn't really get spoken about, but there's a, you know, there's a lot of history there that I feel like is just naturally there on screen um, that I, I feel like is great that, 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 it feels like we have a deep long friendship without without talking about it without dealing with it we're just doing what we need to do to help these people in this town and and uh he's he's there as fresh prince joffrey jeff yeah <laughs> um so yeah all right one one final question for you yeah. um obviously without getting you know too spoiler the the ending does leave a potential opening for a potential sequel. So do you, do you think that's something we we could perhaps see or something that's even being discussed yet? Or are you guys just kind of seeing how this one uh, works out? Dudes, it is being discussed. Oh, nice. Um, you know, we uh, we opened in Brazil. I think that was the first country we opened in. And, and, the, and we were number one the first week, or the first two weeks, we were number one. We've been now, I think, going for uh, almost a month now in Brazil and we're still like we're still in the top five we're like number five or something but which is a which is really really great for not a studio movie um but so many people have been like you know reaching out saying is there a sequel on Twitter when's the sequel when's the sequel you know and <laughs> even, even some production companies are reaching out to Alejandro talking hey we want to help co-produce your sequel um so yeah he's 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 well aware of it 
and he 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 know he knows there's a sequel so uh he want, it, it was always in his mind and i feel like what i love is that the way the ending works is it makes you very excited for the sequel you're like oh shit there's a sequel to this oh yeah <laughs> dude this is awesome you know and it, and i feel like it leaves you wanting more which so I feel like so is so rare with sequels. Usually they're like, oh God, there's going to be a sequel. Of course, they're just making money. But this, it feels like, no, dude, this has real merit for why it needs to be a sequel. And I am pumped, you know? No, yeah, no, absolutely. And uh, I'm sure once uh, the, our listeners and uh, everyone sees this movie, I'm sure a lot of people will be clamoring and very excited for the sequel. Uh, so everyone make sure yeah. you go check out The Exorcism of God. And Will, it's been a pleasure. Thank you, man. Yeah, it's in theaters, so you can look it up now. It's in theaters in probably pretty every state, city that most people are going to be living in. And you can also see it on VOD in the comfort of your own home if you want to be even more terrified. Awesome. And did you have any? And you'll be thinking about these terry, terrifying creatures coming at you. Yeah, absolutely. And one last thing, do you have any other uh, projects that we can uh, look, look forward to? Yeah, right now I'm, I'm actually developing a few projects with some friends or features that are fairly close to um, being, um, they're green, they're green lit, but they're, they're um, having some polishes done, I would say. So I'm excited. I can't really give too much more than that, but they're with uh, previous directors I've worked with. And I'm excited about, um, you know, telling stories with friends. That's what's become more important to me than anything. Telling interesting stories with friends. Perfect. Well, thanks. Man. Thank you so much. Well, yeah, I appreciate it. Delicious. Thank you, my child. I made them by hand. <laughs> okay, here we go. I think the taters are just about done. I'm just gonna give them one quick whisk here. Okay, now, dig in. <laughs> 